gentlemen, guys and ghouls, welcome to another episode of Macabre Mysteries. I need atmosphere. I need aesthetic. I need lights. The subject of this particular episode of Macabre Mysteries, I would think would very much appreciate that setup. But what he appreciates could really go fuck itself. And there's a, again, a very particular reason why I say that. There was a a very famous, or not very famous, but there's a, a famous Netflix documentary out there that this young man is the subject of. The Ways World Network's very own Shannon the Shooter actually watched this documentary. The name of it is Don't Fuck With Cats. Hunting an Internet Killer. If you know about this documentary, then you know about the subject of today's show. One, Luca Magnata. Last time, we covered the jazz man in New Orleans. This time, Luca, you're up. So, Luca Rocco Magnata was born Eric Clinton Kirk Newman on July 24th, 1982 in Scarborough, Ontario. He was the first of three children. According to him, his mother was obsessed with cleanliness, would routinely lock her children out of the house, and once put her children's pet rabbits out in the cold to freeze to death. His father was diagnosed with schizophrenia in 1994 after which he divorced Magnata's mother, leading leading Magnata to move in with his grandmother, Phyllis. Magnata attended I.E. Weldon Secondary School in Lindsay. In 2003, he began to appear in gay pornographic videos, occasionally working as a stripper and an escort. He appeared as a pinup model in 2005, in an issue of Toronto's Fad Magazine using the pseudonym Jimmy. In 2007, he was an unsuccessful competitor in Out TV's reality series Cover Guy. He had multiple cosmetic surgeries and auditioned for the Slice Network television show Plastic Makes Perfect in February of 2008. His criminal activity began in 2005. Magnata was convicted of one count of impersonation and three counts of fraud against Sears Canada, The Brick, in 2001 audio video. After impersonating a woman to apply for a credit card and purchasing over $10,000 worth of goods, he pleaded guilty and received a nine-month conditional sentence with 12 months of probation. He legally changed his name from Eric Clinton Kirk Newman to Luca Rocco Magnata on August 12, 2006. Magnata declared bankruptcy in March of 2007 owing $17,000 in various debts. The bankruptcy was fully discharged in December of 07. 
Magnata created many profiles on various internet social media and discussion forums over several years to plan a variety of claims about himself. One such rumor emerged in 2007 claiming, claiming Magnata was in a relationship with Carla Homoka, a high-profile Canadian convicted murderer, which Magnata denied in a subsequent interview with the Toronto Sun. During the murder investigation in 2012, Montreal police announced that the pair had dated but soon retracted the statement and acknowledged that they had no evidence to corroborate their claim. As with the Homoka relationship, Magnata repeatedly denied the claim that he had planted as a, he had planted it as a hoax and part of a campaign of cyber stalking against him. Police stated Magnata was up, set up at least 70 Facebook pages and 20 websites under different names. Lynn, so basically the one of the the main things he's known for is the murder of June Lynn. Now the murder of June Lynn is a murder case involving dismemberment and cannibalism that occurred in Montreal, Canada in May of 2012. June Lynn was born December 30th of 1978 and he was a university student that was fatally stabbed and dismembered by Luca Rocca Magnata, who then mailed Lynn's hands and feet to elementary schools and federal political party offices. After a video depicting the murder was posted online, Magnata fled Canada, becoming the subject of an Interpol red notice, and prompting an international manhunt in June of 2012. He was arrested in an internet cafe in Berlin in December of 2014 after eight days of deliberation. A jury convicted him of first-degree murder. Magnata was previously sought by animal rights groups for allegedly uploading videos of himself killing kittens. So, June Lin was last seen on May 24, 2012, and his friends reported getting a text message from his phone at 9 p.m. His boss became suspicious when he did not show up for his shift the next day. Three of his friends went into the, his apartment on May 27th. He was reported missing to police on May 29th. On May 25, 2012, an 11-minute video titled One Lunatic, One Ice Pick was uploaded to bestgore.com, depicting a naked male tied to a bed frame being repeatedly stabbed with an ice pick and a kitchen knife, then being dismembered, followed by acts of necrophilia. The perpetrator uses a knife and fork to cut off some of the flesh and gets, dog, and gets a dog to chew on the body. During the video, the 1987 New Order song, True Faith, plays in the background, and a poster for the 1942 film, Casablanca, is visible on the wall. Canadian authorities obtained a more extensive version of the video and said cannibalism may have been performed. Materials promoting the video appeared online 10 days before the murder took place. On May 26, 2012, an attorney from Montana attempted to report the video to Toronto police. His local sheriff and the Federal Bureau of Investigation, but the report was dismissed by officials. Best Gore viewers also attempted to report the video. Police later confirmed it as authentic and identified the victim, an Asian male, as the same one whose body parts were sent to Ottawa. At 11 a.m. on May 29, 2012, a package containing a left foot was delivered to the national headquarters of the Conservative Party of Canada. 
Um, I'm sorry, y'all. This isn't funny. My, I have my chihuahua on my hand. And she just started biting my hand, so I apologize about that. But a package containing a left foot was delivered to the national headquarters of the Conservative Party of Canada. The package was stained with blood, had a foul smell, and was marked with the red heart symbol. Another package containing a left hand was intercepted in a Canadian, a Canada Post processing facility addressed to the Liberal Party. A janitor discovered a decomposing torso inside a suitcase left in the garbage pile in the alley behind an apartment building in the Snowden area of Montreal. He first saw the suitcase on May 25th, but it was not picked up due to the large amount of garbage that day. After searching the scene, the police recovered human remains, bloody clothes, and papers, identifying the subject as well as sharp and blunt objects from the back alley. Footage from surveillance cameras inside the building showed a, sus a suspect bringing numerous garbage bags outside, and the images matched the sub. This and the images matched the suspect who was captured on video at the post office in Cote des Nigas. Again, don't quote me. I think that's a French word, and I did not take French in high school. I took Spanish. At 11:33 p.m., police searched the apartment which Magnato was retiring on Dakari Boulevard. He had moved in four months prior and was sent and was paid up to June 1st. The apartment had been mostly empty before he left. Blood was found on different items, including the mattress, the refrigerator, the table, and the bathtub. If you don't like the reflection, don't look in the mirror. I don't care. It was written in red ink on the inside of a closet. On May 30th, 2012, it was confirmed that the body parts belonged to the same individual, later identified as June Lynn. The suspect in the case was quickly identified as Magnata, who had been then fled. Who had by then fled. On May 30th, 2012, it was confirmed that the body parts belonged to the same individual, later identified as June Lin. The suspect in the case was quickly identified as Magnata, who had by then fled. A note was found with the package sent to the Conservative Party saying six body parts had been distributed and the perpetrator would kill again. The other three packages all contained notes, but their contents were undisclosed by police, who cited their concerns about possible copycat crimes. On June 5, 2012, a package containing a right foot was delivered to St. George's School and another package containing a right hand to Falls Creek Elementary School in Vancouver, British Columbia. It was confirmed that both packages were sent from Montreal. On June 13, 2012, the four limbs and torso were matched to Lynn using DNA samples from his family. On July 1st, his head was recovered at the edge of a small lake in Montreal's Angregnon Park after police received an anonymous tip. So, we're going to end this part here. So, basically, what I just went over was who the victim was, who the murderer was, and what happened in the the span of basically a few hours he picked him up they went into his apartment one of them came out a couple days later this video one lunatic one ice pick was posted and now they're on the search for Luca Magnata this man is absolutely out of his damn mind. He's fucking crazy. Absolutely fucking crazy. He also 
shows psychopathic tendencies. He also shows like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like not necessarily like selfish tendencies, but like sociopathic, I believe it is, arrogant tendencies, um, things like that. But yeah, not not um, somebody you would want to hang around clearly. But we'll be right back with you on Macabre Mysteries when we get into the manhunt for Luca Magnata, as well as the murder and investigation behind the murder of Jim Lynn. And we're back here on Macabre Mysteries. So the first thing we're going to get into is the is the manhunt. So an arrest warrant for Magnata was issued by the Service de Police de la Ville de Montreal, or better known as the SPVM, later upgraded to a Canada Wild Warrant, a Canada Wide Warrant by the Royal Canadian Mounted Police or the RCMP, accusing him of the following crimes. First degree murder, committing an indignity to a dead body publishing obscene material, mailing obscene, indecent, immoral, or scurrilous material, and criminally harassing Canadian Prime Minister Stephen Harper and several unnamed members of Parliament. On May 31st, 2012, Interpol issued a red notice for Magnata at the request of the Canadian authorities. And for several days before and after his arrest, his name and photo were, display were displayed prominently at the top of the homepage of the Interpol website. The red notice requested that Magnata be provisionally arrested pending extradition back to Canada by any Interpol member state. Magnata booked a ticket for a flight from Montreal to Paris, France on May 25th, using a passport with his own name. After his arrival in France, his cell phone signal was traced to a hotel in Bagnolet, but he had left by the time the police arrived. Pornographic magazines and an air sickness bag were found in the hotel room. Magnata used a false passport with the name Kirk Tremel at the hotel. He had contacts in Paris from a previous visit in 2010, and police were following a large framed man who had been in contact with Magnata. Another man he stayed with for two nights did not realize who he was until he had left. Magnata then boarded a Euroline's bus at the Bagnolet coach station bound for Berlin, Germany. On June 4, 2012, Magnata was apprehended by Berlin police at an internet cafe um, while reading news stories about himself. He tried giving fake names before admitting who he was. His identity was confirmed through fingerprint evidence. Magnata appeared in a Berlin court on June 5, 2012. According to German officials, he did not oppose his extradition. There was sufficient evidence to keep him in custody until extradition, and he agreed to a simplified process. Magnata was delivered to Canadian authorities in Berlin and flown aboard a Royal Canadian Air Force CC-150 Polaris to Mirabel International Airport north of Montreal. A military transport was reported by the government to be necessary due to safety concerns with using a commercial flight and potential legal difficulties if the plane was diverted to another country. He was placed into solitary confinement at the Rivera des Prairies Detention Center. Again, I did not take French, I took Spanish. Uh, so, reactions in China were highly critical. 
with some believing the murder was racially motivated. Some Chinese questioned public safety in Canada as the killing was the second high-profile murder of a Chinese student there in slightly over a year. Foreign Affairs Minister John Bard called Chinese Ambassador Jun Sai Zhang, um, Zhang to convey his condolences. On June 4, 2012, Canadian Prime Minister Stephen Harper said he was pleased that the subject that the suspect was arrested and congratulated the police forces on their good work in apprehending him. Interim Liberal Party leader Bob Ray said the Canadians should mourn the victim rather than in any way, shape, or form celebrate Magnata's notoriety. And that's what I'm saying, because this is that's why I was saying like this is extremely tragic. Like somebody's life was taken, and this is in no way, shape, or form, you know, um, a funny subject at all. This is extremely tragic, and this isn't about celebrate Luca Magnata at all. Fuck whatever he wants. Um, he took the life of an innocent man for absolutely no reason, and I think still to this day he didn't give a reason. Um, but two days later, Lin's family arrived at the Trudeau Airport in Montreal. The Chinese Students and Scholars Association of Concordia University established a fund to defray expenses incurred by Lin's family while in Canada and an award was created in his honor. A candlelight vigil was held in Montreal. Magnato was named Canadian Newsmaker of the Year by the Canadian press, which caused controversy. Lin's body was cremated on July 11th and his ashes were buried on July 26th at the Notre Dame um, see, I tried to do French. The Notre Dame des Niges Cemetery in Montreal. On July 16, 2013, Edmonton police charged BestSport.com owner Mark Merrick with corrupting public morals, a rarely used obscenity charge for hosting the One Lunatic, One Ice Pick video online. Um, on January 25, 2016, Merrick changed his plea to guilty and was sentenced to six months conditional sentence after a joint submission from the Crown and defense. He had to serve half of the six-month sentence under house arrest. Uh, give me one second. I am thirsty. <sighs> so, long story short, he is in jail now, and this is just some other crimes that people feel like, or like the, the public, the police, uh, believe he may have committed. But again, this is all alleged. Magnata is alleged to be the person behind a series of videos of animal cruelty involving cats, which were posted to YouTube beginning in 2010, including one titled One Boy, Two Kittens, which showed the man deliberately suffocating two kittens with a vacuum cleaner. In January of 2011, a private Facebook group identified Magnata as the person in these videos. Animal rights activists subsequently offered a $5,000 reward for bringing him to justice. He was initially dubbed the vacuum kitten killer by the online animal activists. In February of 2011, Toronto police began investigating Magnata in connection with the videos after receiving a complaint from the Ontario Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, the OSPCA. Also contacted by the Royal Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals in Britain, the American FBI and police in Montreal do the suspect's extensive travels. On June 8th in 2012, 
the Los Angeles Police Department announced they were in contact with Montreal police to determine if Magnata was involved in the then unsolved murder and decapitation of Herbie Medellin, uh, Medellin, known as the Hollywood Siren Murder, but later announced that they did not believe he was involved in the crime. The animal rights group Last Chance for Animals claimed responsibility for posting YouTube videos linking him to the Hollywood Sign murder in an attempt to lure Magnata into contacting them. LCA offered a $7,500 reward for information leading to his arrest while he was on the run. On November 16, 2015, Gabriel Campos Martinez was sentenced to 25 years to life for that particular murder. Magnata was also investigated for possible links to the 2010 through 2017 Toronto serial homicides, although this lead was eventually abandoned for lack of evidence. And ladies and gentlemen, with that, we close out another episode of Macabre Mysteries. This guy was a sick fuck, to say the very least. He was a very sick individual. And what I always say is if you feel like you need help, go get the help you feel like you need. There's no need to cause more pain and put out more negativity in this world. It's about bringing in positivity as much as you put it out. Thank you all so much for listening to me. I have been your boy, Way. Lights camera aesthetic peace out